Hey guys, it's Rachel here with Connection College, and we're so excited to do this podcast with y'all. Our vision and hope behind this is to just challenge college students to grow in their faith in the season that they're in, um, and just hopefully this is really helpful for y'all. And I'm joined here with our college pastor, Austin Hagen. Hey, hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. Podcast number two. Let's go. Yeah, hopefully it's better than the last one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we can do any better. No, it's it's going to be fun. Um, be so how how has your summer been? I know last time we talked about some of the things we were trying to do over the summer. Yeah, yeah. Went to a Braves game. Um, did a few things. Went to the aquarium. We just did like a little staycation in Atlanta. Nice. I guess you call it staycation. But um, yeah, so we had a good time. Now we're just... Uh, Sweating in the sun of Statesboro. Yeah, it has been like extremely hot lately. Yeah, it just turned. Yeah. We had it cold for a while, then it just turned on us. How about you? Um, It's been fun. I went to the lake. Um, I've been trying to spend some time in the sun, but like we said, it's been super hot. So I'm just constantly looking for water. There you go. (laughs) Like just trying to get in some water, but um, it's it's, it's been a good summer. Again, we're missing everybody. Gosh, so much. It's getting worse. Yeah, yeah. We're like, like counting down the days till yeah. everybody comes back. And especially like planning for the upcoming semester. I'm just getting like more and more excited yeah. for it to get here. I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. So today we're we're talking about friendships, what it looks like to have a healthy friendship. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I was just thinking about like, what are some of the key things that we continue to hear from college students that they're struggling with or what, what are some of the key issues in their life? And it, it just seems like we always come back to like so much anxiety and stress comes up with friendship. And, you know, we get the question a lot, like, how do I know when to walk away from a friendship when it's bad and I need to get out of it? Or how do I navigate this challenge in my friendship? And are these people the people I should be hanging out with? And just so many questions around that. So I thought we could just give it some time and try to tackle some things and be helpful. Yeah, it it seems like such an easy topic to tackle, but yeah. it really is something that whether you're 19, 20 years old or whether you're 38, whatever season of life you're in, I feel like friendship is just something that you always struggle with and just finding that balance. Yeah, and it's hard because we we know the value of community. I mean, at church, we're always talking about, like, you need people in your life, like you can't do life alone. And so we're encouraging that. And then at the same time, sometimes friendship can be one of the most hurtful places of life. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I think it's worth worth talking about. No, that's good. I know it can be very scary just coming to a place that's away from your home. Maybe, you know, you're four hours away. Maybe you're 30 minutes away mm-hmm. and you're having to navigate this by yourself. And you're thinking, where do I start? So where would be the first place that you would start in, you know, seeing if this is a healthy friendship to pursue? Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, the reason why this is so important is because you, you a lot of times will make big life decisions based upon the counsel that you receive. And so you have to ask yourself, who am I receiving counsel from? And if that's your friendships, then you better make sure that those are the people that you want to receive counsel from. Do you trust their counsel? And the scriptures talk a lot about, you know, a wise person receives counsel. I think we wrote down in Proverbs chapter 13, arrogance leads to nothing but strife, but wisdom is gained by those who take advice. 
So receiving counsel, receiving advice is something that we want to do. Mm-hmm. The, the real question becomes, who do you receive that from? And so um, that's part of the reason why knowing that you can trust your friends and that you have the right friends, the right people around you is so important. So I think the first thing when evaluating, are these the people that I need in my life? And, and that's, that's an important point to make too. Like when we talk about friendship, you're going to have tons of acquaintances or, or maybe hopefully you have tons of acquaintances. You're going to have people in your life. You're going to walk past people in hallways or whatever and say, Hey man, what up? Or that kind of thing. What we're talking about is who are you doing life with and who are the people that you are receiving insight from and that you're looking to like pour into your life. Those are going to be like your tight friends and you really need to give some thought to who those people are. I heard someone say years ago, and it's kind of cliche and cheesy, but I think it's it's true. And that is, uh, the quote is, um, show me your five best friends and I'll show you where you'll be five years from now. And um, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Has that been I, true for you? No, it's, it's pretty true. And I, I remember like just being that, 19, 20 year old girl, just trying to decide like, who am I going to take advice from? And you just kind of want to take advice from whoever's closest to you. And that got me in trouble sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, it it kind of led me down a path I didn't want to go down. Um, and I ended up being hurt. Mm -hmm. So just trying to decide like, who am I going to take this advice from? Who am I going to seek this counsel from instead of just running to the closest thing there, like really, really digging in is like, is this person the right person? It's yeah. hard. And I think that's another point too for, and maybe this is another episode we do about like the importance of mentors, the importance of even like older people in your life who can speak into things who are down the road a little bit from you. If you're a single person, like having married people in your life that can help guide you mm-hmm. through that season, um, you can get good counsel from those people. But the obvious thing is you're going to get counsel from your friends and it may look a little bit more like you just kind of kicking it at Del Sur talking about things and you're not really like sitting down with a notepad asking for counsel, but you're just receiving from them as you talk. And so it's important to know who are those people in your life and should you trust them? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I think the first question you have to ask is, and this is if, if you consider yourself a Christian if you're a follower of Jesus, and the first question you have to ask yourself is, does this other person in my life that I am a friend with, or maybe I want to be friends with, um, do we have the same operating system? Mm. And what I mean by operating system is, is ultimately, are they following Jesus as well? And the reason why I just use the language of operating system is because we all know like people are going to check Christian on a survey yeah. You know, like I'm a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is that really what's driving them? Is that their operating system? The way that they make decisions in life? Is it based on the gospel? Is it based on what they read in scripture? Is that their operating system? Because you don't want to be operating on a whole other system than someone that you're taking advice from. Because what's what's um, like fueling their thought process and the way that they make decisions is different from a follower of Jesus. Yeah, it's going to be completely different. Like just going to someone and you're really struggling with this, mm-hmm. this situation that you're in. And it may be, you know, this spiritual situation. They're going to have no way of speaking into that, mm-hmm. of how to discern 
um, what God wants for you, you know, and, and your path that you're following. So I think that's, that's really good. It's really important. Yeah. I mean, I think about just the easy, what a lot of people are doing is like, um, you know, should I date this person or should I not date this person? Well, if you ask a non-believer that question, they're going to make that decision based on a whole different set of factors than a believer would. If you're a believer, a follower of Jesus, then you're going to, you know, make that decision based on, well, does this person love Jesus? Do they respect me Mm -hmm. as a Jesus? I mean, the factors that you're going to consider are going to be a lot different than someone who's not a Christian. So that's why getting advice and counsel from someone who's not a Christian is going to send you down a whole different path. And I even think too of like, if they are, you know, saying that they're a Christian, are they on the same mission as you? Are they, you know, pursuing um, the mission that is connected with the gospel or, or are they pursuing the world, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like that's going to factor in a lot. It's mm-hmm. going to, it's going to change the advice that they give you. Yeah. Like what's the end goal in this? Yes. What's the end goal with our life? What are we chasing after? Who do we want to be 10, 15 years from now? Where do we want, like all that kind of stuff is determined by mission. Do they have a sense of mission for their mm-hmm. life? Yeah. I think about that. I think about, um, do they have a desire and a love for the local church, a desire to serve the local church, a love for the local church, because that's going to really answer the question of what's, what's their operating system. And if they're not passionate about Jesus's bride, his church, man, I, I, I just question where are they getting their input from and where are they being challenged and where are they being fed? And so if, if they don't have a love for the local church, I don't know that I want to link my life to that person um, and, and be in a close friendship with them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think too, like whenever I hear that, I think of if I'm going to someone who's not necessarily getting their input, their advice from, you know, a Christian community, I want a, like, if I'm asking advice from a friend, I want a deep answer. Like, I don't want a surface level answer that's just going to be, oh, you should just, you know, just pray about it. You know, but they, they genuinely care and they're seeking the Lord in this and, and what to tell you and what advice to give you as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that matters when you're talking about who should I be friends with? Who should I really like try to invest time into and who should I receive investment from when friend, when we're talking about friendship, it matters like where they are being fed and if they're, um, are they coming under a spiritual authority Mm. like the church? Are they coming under leadership like that and following leaders in the church um, allowing people to speak into their life, allowing people to challenge them, allowing people to rebuke them when they're wrong. Like all those things are important to, to look for. And obviously like you can't expect that from someone else if you're not doing that as well. Yeah. So I think that's the expectation, but those no, kinds good. of things. And then I would say too, like, man, really look for, do they, are they seeking to grow spiritually? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if a friend of yours is pretty stagnant in their faith and we all kind of go through seasons and there's, they can be dry seasons and, and kind of winter seasons. Um, but man, if there's not a desire to be growing spiritually and a constant kind of um, pursuit of the Lord, whether it's, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Faith is a roller coaster, 
But if there's not a pursuit of him, then I would be really cautious about trying to link my life to them in, in a close way, you know? Yeah, no, that's good. I'd, I would definitely be cautious if they're okay staying in the spot that they're at in yeah. faith. If they're okay with the, with where they're at and they don't want to grow, I would, I would con- reconsider how close I am to that friend mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I was reading, um, I shared this scripture, Psalms chapter one, the book of Psalms, right from the get go, verse one in the uh, CSB version. I love that version. It says this, how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Mm. Walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. I mean, so it's just like bringing caution to be careful who you're around. Be careful who you're taking advice from. And then it keeps reading. It says this, instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. So in order for your delight to be in the Lord's instruction, you need to be surrounded by people who that's their delight as well. And, and not the one who, uh, you don't want to be the one taking advice from the wicked. Yeah. That's my point. I've always heard the quote, and I might get it wrong, so I apologize, but it's, you are who your friends are. Mm-hmm. And I've always like held on to that. I think the older I got, I held on to it a little bit, a little bit more, but that is so true. It's so easy to fall into the trap that they're in. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, um, What's another, what would you say is another thing that you should be asking yourself when trying to evaluate friendship or who you should be friends with and that kind of thing? Something that we were talking about early, like, are they seeking advice? Are they okay with being um, critiqued or, you know, spoken into? And I think that's a sign of maturity. So can I trust their maturity? Hmm. I feel like that's something that, I would ask myself, can I trust this person's maturity that they're on a level that they can, they can speak into me? Yeah. 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 And that's tough too, because especially for those of you listening, if you're in college, you're 19, 20, 21, I mean, you're early in your twenties, like, yeah, knowing your own maturity and gauging someone else's maturity. I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to do. I don't even, I'm 34. I don't know that I'm that mature. Yeah. You know, I don't know where I'm at on we the maturity. Like 18 year olds sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, so I know that's a tough thing to do to try to measure somebody's maturity. So, do you have anything that you would recommend as, like, how, how do I gauge where this person is in their maturity? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like you kind of gauge someone's maturity by the amount of time or just being around them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I feel like there's some things that you could potentially look for. Um, that would just kind of be, a this is a sign of immaturity. Like what they say is this is a red flag. Like yep. that's the lingo right now. Um, and I think the first one for me would be, are, are they a gossiper? Mm-hmm. Are they someone who is like just jumping at the chance to talk about other people, talk about, you know, just situations that could be hurtful. Mm-hmm. And if they're doing it about other people and maybe even their friends, I can promise you they're doing that about you. Um, so I feel like that would be the first thing that 
that would just be a red flag for me. Yeah, for sure. And I'd be cautious with someone who's a gossiper. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think too about like, I have a lot of caution with people who seem to enjoy talking more than they do listening. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be around people who they, they can sit there and just listen to me and then provide, you know, feedback or whatever. And we can, we can chat it up. But man, when, when you get around somebody who it's obvious, all they want to do is yap. <laughs> is that the term? Can we use that? Yeah, I guess yeah. it's, it's a term now. Okay. <laughs> all they want to do is talk. It's like, there's some selfishness under that. And yeah, I just think that's, that's a little bit alarming to me. Yeah. And what you said is there's selfishness in that. And I think that that takes me to my next point is I don't want to, like, it shows immaturity when someone is just all about them. Mm. They're just selfish. And if they're all about them, they're most likely going to give you advice that's going to benefit them and not you. They're Mm. not, they're not putting you above themselves. They're not, they're not loving you as a friend. They're not caring for you. They're not supporting you. And so I think if, if that person's selfish, that's red flag number two for me. Yeah. Yeah. And a selfish person, one of the things I see in, in selfish people, and, and to be honest, I can be selfish. You can be selfish. Yeah, we all, all can selfish. like lean into this, but you just have to, is this the, a dominant trait of this person? But one of the things that selfish people do is they always blame other people for their mistakes and they don't like own up to their own mistakes. Yeah. It's everyone else's fault yeah. for their situation. <laughs> yeah. It's always someone else's fault. I, some of the most mature people I know are people who are extremely humble. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking about a guy right now, a friend of mine who just a few months ago came into my office and apologized for something he said. And it was just such a, for me, I was like, what a mature person to own up to like something that I didn't even catch. But for him, it was just his own, like, man, something's not sitting right. I think I said something I shouldn't have said it and I need to apologize for it and kind of own up to my mistakes. That's a mark of maturity. And you know, the opposite is true when someone who cannot own up to their mistakes and it's always somebody else's fault, that's immaturity. Yeah. So I'd watch out for that. Yeah, and I think some like one more thing that I would say that falls under selfishness is I have had this friend in the past, and maybe others have had this friend, I'm sure you have, where they're constantly asking you to show up for them, and you're there. You're like, oh, I'm here for you. And then whenever you fall and you're hurting and you need something, they're like, sorry, I'm busy. Yeah. I can't help you. Or it's like every single time, like you're there for them and every single time, like they can't show up for you. And so you have to say, okay, are, are they willing to invest in this friendship? Um, so that's, that's something that I take yeah. caution in. Yeah. Okay. I think one more for me. Okay. Um, a sign of immaturity. I don't, I don't know if this is maybe more specific to guys. So you could speak into this if this is something for you. For me, um, I'm really cautious to become like good friends with people who I see as being lazy or mm-hmm. being um, like they cut corners a lot, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I yeah. think for a college student, like, and I'd be really cautious about being close friends with someone who is a cheater, like cheats on test uh, projects, that kind of thing. That's a, and I know that's a hot topic and, and, 
man, that, you want to really get under some people's yeah. skin as you talk about that. <laughs> but man, that's something that it, that's a little sign that you are okay with cutting corners. And if you cut corners in that, you know, who knows what you're willing to cut corners in, in life, in other ways in life. You yeah. Know? That's like, that's really convicting. Like that's heavy, yeah. you know, and especially, especially too now, I feel like in the world that we're living in, it's just making it easier and easier for people to cut corners. Like I obviously am a lot younger than you. You know, I have no gray hairs. Thanks. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, but in college, you know, the technology was just a lot. It was a lot more accessible for me. And I remember like all of the apps that you can use, like Chegg and yeah. have you heard of Chegg? No. <laughs> Socratic. I don't know. Yeah. What is that? All a, of, a bone in your body? What is Socratic? Socratic is this app and you can like take the picture of the question that you're struggling with and it basically gives it to you. Like it searches the internet for you. Wow. Yeah. It's like all of, all of these like different things that you can use that should like in the reach of your hand. Like you yeah. just grab your phone and just like use it. Yeah. And it's just, that's something that I feel like just in today's world, it's just a little bit more challenging just because like, the world is making it so easy for you to cut corners. Mm. Like it's just at the reach. Yeah. And I just, I know college is, is different and you're not going to have the same disciplines as a mm -hmm. 19 year old, 20 year old, whatever, as you are a 30 year old who has kids and all that kind of thing. But I just think that's a, a, a time in your life when you can be developing discipline Absolutely. And developing a work ethic and those kinds of things. And so for me, if I'm, if I'm trying to determine who do I want to like really run this race of life mm -hmm. with and friendship, man, this laziness and someone who doesn't have a purpose and has no drive to accomplish what God's put in front of them. Uh, and I, I'd want to steer clear of that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, like you are or you become who you're hanging out with. Yeah. So if you don't want to be a lazy person, if you don't want to be a cheater, if you don't want to be a selfish person, if you don't want to fall into the trap, the easy trap of just gossip, make sure you're choosing friends who, yes, they may met, they may mess up, but they're living an intentional life to not do those things. Yeah. And, and I that's feel like key. that's a sign of maturity for yourself. Yeah. And that's key. Maybe this is a good time to say this, that you're not looking for perfect people. Nobody's perfect. You're not perfect. Yeah. You can't look for perfect people, but you're looking for um, habits and like, do they continually do these things? And if so, then I think you should have some caution. Yeah, yeah. that's good. But then, you know, there's always that point and everybody, I feel like we've had this question a lot in just some different small group environments that we've been in, but how do I know when to like cut the cord or that's kind of a gross term. That sounds <laughs> like someone's in labor or whatever, uh, cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> um, but how do I know when, when like I need to end a friendship and then how do I go about that? That's a really, really challenging thing. Yeah. And I think for someone like me personally, I struggle with, facing conflict and I struggle with I guess the courage to know when to approach a conversation or to walk away I'm I used to be the type of person who I would just kind of like slowly distance myself yeah it was like a super bad habit unhealthy but I was slowly distant distance myself and then slowly and surely 
I would end up not having to talk to that person anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and then later on it would come up and, you know, the conversation would, you know, have to be had and it wasn't necessarily good. It's like, yeah. well, you, you know, you didn't talk to me about this and it was just, it was, yeah. Yeah. Rather than just facing it head on and addressing what it is. Yeah. 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 And I think too, like, one of the things that you can ask yourself about, is it time to end this friendship is, is this friendship causing you like more anxiety Mm -hmm. and more chaos in your life than it is like peace and purpose and a sense of joy? Is it, is it investing into yourself? Um, I think, you know, if it's, if it's causing more of those negative traits, then you have to really evaluate, is this something that I want to kind of keep in my life, you know? Yeah. And I would, I would say too, like off of that, like we said, no one's perfect. So you're going to have, you know, conflict in a relationship. But if this is a constant thing that is, that's happening on a consistent basis where it's constantly bringing you anxiety, they're constantly bringing their problems into your friendship and maybe even other people into the friendship. That's, that's not okay. I feel like that, answers your question. And that kind of leads into my next point into that is, is your friendship are the friends who you're choosing, are they leading you well? Mm. Cause you want to choose people who are also leading you, mm-hmm. um, in a, in a better way in a closer walk with God, you know, towards the end goal of the mission, mm-hmm. you know, connected to the gospel. So that would be my last point in that. So would you say, I mean, it sounded like what you said earlier, this is what you were indicating, but if there comes a point where you're like, I need to, I need to end this, I need to get away from this friendship. You said you need to sit down and have the conversation. That's what you're saying. So how would you go about having that conversation? I feel like there's multiple ways to have the conversation. I think every friendship and relationship is different. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think you have to sit down and really evaluate what that looks like for yourself. Um, but for me, I think the most important thing is to be honest, be Mm -hmm. honest at where you're at, be honest with them about how they've made you feel. Um, and just be honest, but be honest in love. Mm -hmm. And I think the best way to do that is to just show the love of Jesus because the the way that others see that we're his disciples, the first thing is they see love mm. and they see the love of Jesus. And I feel like if they can't take that conversation and respect you for it, then that might be another sign that you're doing the right thing. A couple of things I would say is one, take ownership of that decision yourself. Mm. Meaning this, you can go into that conversation and go, hey, I have to make some changes. The direction that I want to go with my life, I need to make some changes. And I think what we're doing together, the decisions we're making together and and the things that we're a part of together is just not helping me get there. And so I need to make a decision to start, and this is important, start limiting our time together. Mm. To me, that's a little bit of a softer way to say it than I need to end our friendship. But I got to start limiting our time together. And then you can even put it in their court, put the ball in their court and say, and if you want to make these changes too, then we can do it together. But if not, I need to limit our time together and because um, I want to really make some changes with my life. Because here's an important thing. 
your decisions determine the direction that you go with your life. And the direction you go with your life determines your destination. So if I said to you, I want to go from here and I want to go to Savannah, but instead of getting on, is it 16 East? I go 16 West. Is that going to take me to Savannah? You don't know the, the direction. No, it's going to take you to Macon. Yes, it's going to take go. me the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> so the decision I made about the direction I want to go is not going to take me to my destination that I want to end up at. And I think that's true in life. The decisions you make determine your direction and your direction determines your destination. So you have to take some responsibility and just say, hey, uh, the decisions I'm making and the things that we're a part of and uh, what we participate in as friends together and how we go out about whatever it is, is not the direction I want to go with my life. And so I need to limit some time um, with you. And, you know, it's easier to say right here than it is to actually do. Yeah, for sure. But um, I think you got to have the conversation. No, I think that's good. And I think maybe that'll give someone some direction. And if they're having some trouble, maybe they can use that in conversations that they maybe have coming up. Yeah. And something I would say is if you're on the receiving end of that conversation, I would challenge you and maybe you're listening to this podcast. I would challenge you to just really humble yourself Mm -hmm. and take the conversation and take that chance to reevaluate yourself say, where have I messed up and where can I change? Because that is going to show a mark of maturity. Absolutely. And if you can start growing in that point, you're going to have better friendships in the future. People are going to want to be friends with that mature person. So Yeah, that's right. That's good. That's all I got. That's all I got. Well, thank you guys for joining us today on our second podcast. And we're excited um, just to do the next one. Hopefully this was encouraging and helpful for you. And we'll see you next time. 